What up, everybody? This is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 20, Episode 20. Uh, yeah, took a little break, finally back. Uh, good to be back. Well, I wish I never came back <laughs> at a certain level, um, but we were away on the North Shore for about three weeks, and I decided to take a little break from the from the podcast. Uh, kind of just needed a vacation and just to enjoy it and not even... Uh, think about work or anything like that, uh, which was a good thing for me. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, This episode is going to be a little bit different, and I'll get into that a little bit, but let's do a little housekeeping. Again, this is the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 20. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page at bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, where we have track listings, we have links to things we're talking about, links to things that we're talking with other people about. Uh, we also have links to our merch. Uh, we only have a couple of our t-shirts left that we did with the bandits. So uh, go to bodegabordercrewstore.com to buy those. And I think for 2018, uh, we're working on some new designs, uh, some shirts, some hats, um, some new sticker packs that you can get from there. So make sure to check that out. Uh, but like I said, this episode's gonna be a little different. There's not gonna be any real interviews per se. Uh, this is really my Ode to the North Shore episode. Uh, it's one of the places that I love more than anywhere else in the world. You know, I look forward to our trips that we take there. You know, we've, we've been going there for about five seasons, and we're looking forward to moving there in a couple of years with um, our little girl. And so every year, you know, we get closer and closer to that and kind of thinking about how we're going to do it. Um, so this last trip was really about us going out there. My daughter's a little older now. Uh, so she's mobile. She runs around and she wants to go in the water all the time and do stuff like that. So the trip has changed from just being a pretty selfish surf trip to being this family trip. And uh, that was an interesting thing to kind of transition into, but fun. Uh, in, term of the, in terms of the waves this time, honestly, if anyone's been there in the last couple of weeks, they know the wind has been insane. So usually I surf there. I average at least a session a day that I'm there. This time I only actually got to surf like six times because of the wind. And out of those six times, I think I scored like four of those days were actually like really good days. And that was tough to kind of deal with for me um, just because one of the reasons I love going there is that usually you can score um, on anywhere on the island Um, and I think you know part of it was me being a little lazy and I know Joel and Sean and some of those other guys were were there and we were trying to hook up on townside and that didn't work out and that was more of me being you know hanging out with my family but you know I got to surf most of my spots some of my spots that I usually go to were flat Uh, one of the spots that I wanted to go to really badly Makaha uh, which looked really fun when I drove up to it there was a 10-foot tiger shark there uh, so that was definitely a no-go for sure. But I hit my usual North Shore spots and the places I like. I had a couple of good days at Sunset. Uh, had a couple of good days at Lonnie's, a couple of good days at Freddy's. I really stuck to those three spots this time around uh, just because I was kind of just making it a thing of convenience. And we stay at a house right off of the, the Sunset Point uh, with our friends Tyler and Melissa who put us up, which is really great. And, you know, 
scored some there, scored some at Freddy's, scored some at Lonnie's. Um, so I really shouldn't complain uh, because I know everyone back home here on uh, the West Coast in Southern California was really getting uh, was getting taxed and there wasn't anything going on. But in this episode, I'm going to um, have a couple of interviews, short interviews with some people who live there and people who I encounter. And one of the people is someone who's lived there for a long time. One of them is someone who was born and raised there and who left and came back. And one of them is someone who just moved there. So I think it'll be an interesting take for people to hear. But first and foremost, I got to go into my take on the place. Um, as you guys know, I love it. It's the best. Uh, it doesn't get too crowded for my standards. Um, you know, coming from here, I know for a lot of locals, it's pretty crowded. Um, the water is warm. The vibes are chill. The food's amazing. I know I gained some weight there. And uh, speaking of gaining weight, I have to give a shout out to Ke Chef Kenny and Rajani Thai food for being the best Thai food on the island. Uh, it's one of my top 10 places to eat in the world. And that means a lot to me. Um, so they really take care of us. They'll take care of you. Just go in there. Uh, tell them Alex from Brooklyn sent you. And uh, they'll hook you up with the best Thai food you probably ever had in your life. You know, the other places that everyone frequents and that, like, we frequent are the classics, you know, Ted's Bakery, the Kahuku Shrimp Trucks, you know, that kind of stuff. But remember when you're out there, really just support the locals, uh, support the local businesses, like the food stand that's across from Koala Bay. Like, if you're going to get your food from, any, from anywhere, go there. Go to the farmer's market in Waimea on Thursdays. Even go to the other side of the island and go to um, the farmer's market that's at Kailua. There's also an awesome farmer's market in Wailua. So if you're renting a house, there's really no need to go to Foodland, but just to pick up oil and stuff. And let's be honest, their poke is pretty ill. Uh, it's pretty dope. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. I remember when people told me like, oh, get this like, you know, store-bought uh, 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 store poke, you know, not from like some, some small vendor. I was a little uh, apprehensive at first, but it's honestly the best. I know someone I used to work with here in LA who's from the island used to tell me like that was their favorite. Uh, but in general, support these local businesses when you're out there. You know, it's also, you know, local businesses such as the Sunrise Shack that opened up last year across the street from uh, Sunset Beach is one of my favorite places to stop off. They're really chill, um, amazing coffee. I don't drink coffee, but everyone that I take there to drink coffee loves it. Uh, they have a lot of healthy stuff there. I usually get like my kombucha and my teas there. They sell awesome supplements, local and some stuff from like Laird uh, that are really good. Um, so I suggest like checking those out and support the food trucks. You know, I know a lot of people I went uh, one year, someone came with us and they like, they were like, oh, I don't get this. Like you're eating from food trucks. And I'm like, yeah, this is the dopest part for me. Like for my wife and I, we love sampling all the food trucks, you know, like Pupakea Grill. Um, you know, Crispy Grinds is always one of our favorites. Uh, but, you know, I could go on and on, but these are just some of the places that, like, I recommend to go there. The other thing I'll say about, you know, the beauty of the North Shore is, is if it's not surfable that day, there's always something to do. Uh, you could go for a hike. You could go ride bikes at the Kuhuku racetrack. You could go to Haleiwa. You could go check out Shaper Rooms in uh, Waialua. Uh, you could go um, just sightseeing. Uh, I love doing the, the walk through Waimea Valley. I think it's great. That's why most Thursdays that we're there, we'll do the, we'll do the walk and we'll do the farmer's market. And it'll just kind of be like a fun day uh, if there's no surf up. Uh, 
And the hikes in general are just amazing because you get these amazing vantage points, whether it be the hike that's behind Sunset Elementary or the hike that's um, the pillbox hike that's in uh, Kailua. Uh, they're all over the island. Um, I know we try to stay more to the North Shore side and a little bit on the Windward side, but definitely explore. Um, so either way, if you're not scoring on waves, you're scoring on something else. And one of the big things, you know, about being out there, and I think why I connect with being out there this this part of it is that it reminds me a lot of the brooklyn i grew up in and what i mean by that is if you show respect you get respect and if you don't show respect you're not going to get respect back and that's sort of the code i grew up on uh back in you know eastern brooklyn deep east brooklyn and uh it's something that's really important to remember when you go to the north shore and almost any place you visit but especially the north shore this is not your home no matter what, it's not your home. You're not from there. Show the utmost respect to the land, to the people, to the culture, because the land, the people, the culture is probably the richest thing you're going to ever experience in your life. And it's important to really respect that. Um, not just like in surfing, but like in, in everyday life there, you know, help other people out, like try to embody that Aloha spirit where it is about helping other people that you see in need. So you see someone in the supermarket that needs help, help them out. You know, don't rush to jump into a parking spot. Don't like, you know, one of the biggest things, don't honk your fucking horn. Like, it's not that kind of thing. It's really about what you show, you get back. And I think this is one of the places I've seen it better than anywhere else. Like I said, I've been going there for like five seasons now. I've never got hassled in the lineup because I always show respect. I've never got hassled anywhere because I always show respect. Because honestly, deep down, I do feel amazingly pr pr privileged to be allowed to be in this place by these people. And it's an amazing experience. Like, you know, uh, I can't, I can't describe it in words, you know, and for me, the emotional experience that I get when I land there and when I'm walking around and the smells and like, you know, riding my bike down that bike path or, you know, just walking on the beach with my daughter and my wife, like there's a privilege there that, you know, we're, we as visitors are being let into this world. So because of that, we really have to show, show that back. And I think that's how you make friends there. Every year that we've been there, we've made more and more friends. Um, the funny thing is we actually have people who like come every year and we see them, um, which is like another awesome thing that I love about going there because it's almost like a little like reunion every year. So we have some New York friends. We have some like skater friends that we know. We have some like surfer friends, like it's a great vibe. But in general, the thing that I wanna say is show the respect to get the respect. That's what, for me, the North Shore is all about. And if you, even on a subconscious level, show the respect in your mind and really believe it, the island is gonna show it back to you. Whether it be through nature, whether it be through food, whether it be through friends, whether it be through surfing, whether it be through activities, it's all gonna be there for you. But I could go on and on about this for hours. Um, I'm still fresh on the trip and I'm thinking about <laughs> when we're going back in March. Uh, but anyway, this episode's gonna be a little different. It's my ode to North Shore, small ode. I don't think it's it's as much as I could do, but it's a little bit. It's gonna be a little shorter than most episodes. Uh, we're gonna play a couple of tracks, and then we're gonna come back with some those interviews, those short interviews I had with a bunch of locals, and uh, then end it with uh, talking about some issues that are happening here in Southern California. But I don't want to bum anyone out just yet. Uh, this is in the spirit of Aloha and the amazing experience we had once again on North Shore. So here's some tracks, and I'll check in with you guys in a little bit. Peace.
It's like walking barefoot over broken glass. It's like jumping rope on a razor blade. All lightning quick, decisions are made. Lifestyle, plush. Females, rush. This high-profile personality who earns his pay illegally. Professional, liar. Schoolboys admire. Young girls desire. Very few live to retire. Cash flow extreme. Dress code supreme. Vocabulary obscene. Definition street player. You know who I mean? High rollers. Yeah, the high rollers. Street hustlers. Fast money, fast life. But you don't care till you end up with a bullet in your head, boy. People of the city, stop fooling yourself. Crime rules the streets. Who the hell else? All the police have gone out to play. Cause for enough cold cash to look the other way. Look at the cars as they roll by. Benzes, Ferraris, trucks up high. Beepers connect with players to big time deals. With all of this technology, who needs to steal? Just live a life of leisure every night and day. And you're living proof that crime does pay. Your life is dangerous and reckless. You eat fly guys and girls for breakfast. You're a titan of the nuclear age. Your muscles flex with the Uzi or 12 gauge. And you love the game, that's why you boast. Cause you're high priced, high speed, high post, high rolling. That's right, you're high rolling. You think you got it going on, right? You got money, cars, jewelry. You think you got everything. Let me tell you, you ain't got nothing. You ain't got nothing but a one-way ticket to death row. You got to get out of the game, man, or the game is going to get you. Now, when I say high rollers, I mean the best. Forget the half-steppers, eject the rest. Cause these high-rank officials of our city streets make millions all triggered by electric beeps. They dress in diamonds and rope chains. They got the blood scarred face running through their veins. Silk shirts, leather suits, hair always fresh, ill skin boots, large hearts. Though the sizes vary, bank rolls to take two pockets to carry. Cruising in the 500 bin sedan with their system peaked out, rocking pushing man. Yes, the fashion's high but hard to beat. They buy the Gucci at Gucci's, not the swap meet. Eat very well, much clientele. Whatever you need, they probably sell the high rollers. Yeah, and let me break it down for the ladies. All you girls out there that think you're gonna get that quick money and ain't going to jail, you better think again. Oh yes, I'm here to tell you females also roll. Drive the same car sometimes with my gold. Cold as an igloo, a hot as a flame. The shakier, breaker, you won't know the name. Gangsters to the max, our marks will be taxed. These girls drive Ferraris, not Cadillacs. Respect is demanded, most men don't understand it till they peep the huge bank. These girls have landed there. Junkies for fun, love life on the run. If things get hot, they will pull a gun. Prey on the lame, no shame to the game. They all seek power, the fame, the high rollers. Yeah, the high rollers, the street hustlers, the players Out there getting that long money, you know what I'm saying? But that fast money leads to a fast life and a quick death This is my word, this is Ice T And I ain't got no reason to lie to you Now radio stations probably won't play this record because of the things I say They'll say I'm glamorizing the hustling hood And a record like this can do no good But I'm not here to tell you right or wrong I don't know which side of the law you belong Yes, the game has flashed but sometimes hurts Behind any mistake, hard time lurks And jail's not your only problem though it may seem 
You this may dive a barrage from an M16, but to each his own. Choose a mobile phone, choose a tailored suit, the luxury home. You never get caught, cause you got nerves of ice, and you much smarter than the crooks on Miami Vice. Right? You wanna be a hot roller. A jam that you love that don't be getting no airplay Strictly for fronting when you're riding around 12 o'clock at night with your windows down Headlights breaking cause your battery's drained Armor roll on your tires and a big gold chain Parking outside all the hip-hop spots Push the EQ and play connect the dots Leaning to the side, people everywhere The trunk full of amps, ain't no room for a spare Big beats bumping with the bass and back All the sophisticated suckers catch a heart attack Cause they don't understand why I act this way Pumping up the funky beat until the break of day It's because I want attention when I'm riding by And the girls be on my jock cause my systems fly Girlies wanna ride with a brother like me Cause they be hear me getting funky frequently They tell me don't drink and drive I say what is this? Is this? Mind your business And passing around Laid back, hypnotized by the funky sound People in the street see me bobbing my head While I'm checking out the rapper and the rhyme that he said I'm fronting and I don't care if you know The backseat of my car is like a disco show You would think I was a good friend of Al Capone Crazy air freshener, who needs cologne? Bottom to the bottom to the top to the top it's three o'clock, the girlies, they smile They see me coming, steady humming I got the funk that drama drumming My trunk be shaking, vibrating and rattling Pumping so loud, all the shorties be battling A right hand man's here without the swing Every chance I get, I'm showing off my rings I can keep it up until the break of dawn Cause I'm fronting in my ride and my word is born So I can feel the wind blow I don't give a damn if it cracks my back window C to the O to the O to the L To the I to the N to the F to the R To the O to the N to the T to the I to the N That means I'm chilling like Spoonie G said My seats are soft like a bed They recline way back so I can get real cozy I got the gangster tapes in the place Like a bass head would say I want bass, I want a hit, I want a dose You're rolling up smiling but you can't come close my system is pumping loud Like Rakim said, I wanna move the crowd I warm it up with Kane, fight the power with P.E. Tell the cops you got to chill with EPMD This is something devastating that'll break your trunk And remember Uncle Ella's like the future of the punk Yeah So next time you and your pride pumping it up Just remember, it's cool Right, 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 right
As you sing your sense of songs to the mindless, your general subject love is minimal. It's sex for profit. Scream that I sample. Example time you ran to the federal court in the U.S. It don't mean you. Yeah, they fronted on you. The posse's ready. Terminator X, yes, he's ready. The S1W script, are you ready? S1, step. Yo, Chuck, we ready, man. Come on, y'all. Here we go again. X, Armageddon, in effect. I'm 
the deadliest disease. My thoughts rip your throat and make it hard to breathe. Your whole camp's under siege, and I'm Jason Voorhees. And the heat of the night is when I defeat and ignite mics. My verbal snipe, your vocab on sight. I'm out the cut, uncut, and raw with no flaws. Fall, saw my rhymes hit and split the bricks on the wall. Should already have an idea about the superior sphere. The greater rhyme creator on both sides of the equator. I rock from here to there to Philly and back to LA on the spot where I rock and bust like straps. As your views get overshadowed when you come in contact, beware, set, and prepare to end the verbal combat. Fuck you, losers. Why you fake jacks? I make maneuvers like Hitler. Sticking up with German. The Mr. Mepha Cow from Staten Now We'll be back after this message Don't touch the dial Rarely do you see an MC out for justice Got my gunpowder and my musket Blow Melons get swellings I paint mental pictures like Magellan Half of my clans repeat felons Niggas best protect they joints the nine nickels Man, I stay on point like icicles Now who wanna test the cow? Then test the cow All up in your motherfucking mouth Headbanger boogie Catch me on tour with Al Dougie Method man hold too tight You can't pull me Better take one and pass Or that's the ass Your vital statistics are low When falling fast Johnny Blaze out to get loot Like Johnny Cash Play your game of Russian roulette And have a blast Hey yo, lyrical guest Spitting the criminal tactics Non-believers get my dick And gender too backwards Let's face it There's no replacement Taste this Mad underground basement Shit I'm laced with Avalanche on your whole camp When I'm splitted Fuck Doctor Who spot bitch Don't get it twisted I got connects Like Federal Express To get the fresh Back at the blast, the dogs can't fetch. Got the clear spot from the rear block. Two bust till every nigga teardrop. Me not fear not. Hold your nose and blow out till your ears pop. Since your crew souped you to shift, now you claim that your gears lock. Whip this underground. Cannabis, I'm dangerous like John the Bomb Analyst. Flip MCs like keys. My degrees freeze consecutively like EPMD LPs. Lick off a shot and hit your fan by mistake. So I erase the whole front row at the weight. I plant my escape in case Jake wants snake busting. I'm the one pushing the hearse in the first place. Confidence for you shaky ass folks. Pump for Rockefeller for the day he got smoke. Choke off this antidote. Got you old get roast by my lyrical Billy D45 coat. I'm out for Welcome back to the Bodega Border Crew Podcast, Volume 20. Hope you guys been digging the tracks. Uh, went into a little bit of John Coltrane. Uh, I don't know, his music sort of fits the vibe of the North Shore for me when I'm driving, when I'm surfing, when I'm walking around, so I kind of thought it was appropriate. Uh, put a couple of old school tracks in there. Um, a Tupac track that a lot of people don't know about, 
um, that I think is kind of interesting because you got a couple of guest appearances on there by some of my favorites. Um, but, you know, mixing it up this week, uh, like I said, it's not going to be the same usual episode as we always do. Uh, right now, I want to go into a couple of on-spot interviews that I did with some random people who've uh, lived on, on Oahu and on the North Shore especially. Uh, I'm starting it off with someone who grew up there, left and came back. Uh the second one is someone who moved to the island 20 years ago and slept on North Shore 10 years. And then someone who has just been there for like the past three years. And I think uh, it's a good kind of split of what it's like to move there, live there, try to operate a business and all that kind of stuff. I know this isn't the definitive guide to Oahu, the North Shore, the whole vibe there. Um, but this is just my little ode and little snippet to it. And I think there's a lot to be learned from what they have to say. So without further ado, I'm going to go right into it and I uh, hope you guys enjoy. What's your name and where are you originally from? Uh, my name is Cappy, Cappy Seyu. I am originally from the North Shore, from here. Okay. And how long have you lived here? I mean, born and raised. Um, I could tell you how old I am. I've lived here for a long time. <laughs> okay. uh, I've lived other places, mostly New York for, for several years, but came back full circle when I had kids. Okay. And, um, yeah. Um, so, and then you run uh, number 808? Yes. Okay. Yes. And how long has this uh, shop been open? It's been open now, I think creeping on three years, three. almost. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So we started coming here when you guys first I think so. that, that's, that timing <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah, true yeah, Cool. <laughs> Um, so what do you think for you is the most magical thing about the North Shore? Uh, I mean, anyone who's been here would, you know, probably agree. I mean, it's just, um, the North Shore is just cool. It's, I, it's, it's kind of a sleepy little surf town, but it's also kind of groovy in its own way. I love that people from all over the world come here and, and appreciate the waves. Um, I don't know. It's just something you can't quite describe sometimes. There's just such, a, there's just kind of like a vibe in the air. Do you think there's, I mean, a lot of people talk about like island fever, like if you live here long yeah. term. So you think that- It's a real thing. It's it totally a real thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, especially, well, for me, kind of like, it's such a great place to grow up in when you're like a kid, you know? Uh -huh. um, I think for me, island fever really started to creep in once I graduated high school. I mean, you know, okay. you, you want to experience something outside of the rock. Okay. Yeah, it's a real thing. So do you think even nowadays with like the conveniences that are here, like the, the joke I always make is like, okay, well you have Amazon Prime and you have right. internet connection, so you can get whatever the fuck you want. Totally. Do you still think it exists? Yeah, I mean, you might have to ask someone, say, like straight out of high school, yeah, what yeah. they think, but I, yeah, you know, that's a good point. Um, I'm kind of removed from that because I'm older now yeah. and and that wasn't my reality, but yeah, that might, might be a little different now. Okay. It might be a little different now. Hawaii's, yeah. Just for the reasons you just said, the conveniences and yeah, I don't know. You're not eating canned food all the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> yeah. that image that everyone has. Exactly. Well said. Um, what is the biggest difference you've seen here on the North Shore in like let's say the last five, ten years? Like, what's the biggest change? Oh, I mean, that's another pretty easy question to answer. I think it's like the just the traffic. Okay. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you know, like Lonnie's yeah. turtle traffic. Um, First of all, that never existed when I was younger, and it probably started maybe about 10 years ago. And then it kind of just was something on the weekends, uh -huh. and then it's now it's like every day. So it's constant. It's kind of constant. I mean, you, like I, I live here, I, I know the hours to kind of navigate around it a little bit, but uh -huh. it's like every day, and that's kind of like, that's kind of frustrating. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we first started coming in here, even like five seasons ago, we'd stay here for, you know, the two, three weeks, mm -hmm. and 
it's the height of the season. But even then, there'd be days where I'm like, okay, I could just like buzz through. Yeah, totally. Easily. And now it's not like no, it, so it I, stinks because it kind of really, it kind of really um, controls your your day sometimes. Yeah. You know, when you have to like logistically think about that. It, so yeah, that that I don't dig at all. So you guys but. got a little taste of like the LA traffic. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, where, there you where, go. Where it takes you 40 minutes. Touche, to whatever the word is. Yeah. yeah, 40 minutes to go like three miles. Yeah, that's like, all. You're just like, fuck, I can't do this. Yeah, that's not right. Um, <laughs> if you can add one convenience to the North Shore experience, like here in the immediate area of Hollywood, what would that be? A convenience, I mean, I mean, I'd probably be crucified for saying such a thing, but I'd love a good Whole Foods. I mean, uh, see, see, okay. You know, I mean, yeah. If we, I mean. Yeah, the grocery store here kind of sucks. Oh, it's yeah, it's got a monopoly, so yeah. it's yeah, it's lame. <laughs> okay, awesome. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Oh, my pleasure. Thank thanks. you. So, uh, what's your name and where are you from? My name is Ashraf Marzuki. Uh-huh. I'm from Casablanca, Morocco. And what do you do out here on the North Shore? I have, uh, well, I enjoy living in an archer first, <laughs> surf waves as much as I can, and teach people how to surf. And how long have you been on the North Shore? Well, I've been on the North Shore, I'd say total 12 years, been in Hawaii 21 years. Oh, okay. So, Where were you here, where were you previous to the North Shore? I was in Waikiki. Was oh, you're, you're yeah. in town. Yeah. Okay. Waikiki, Beach Boy, Lifeguarding. And oh, nice. Yeah. Um, what do you think is the most special thing about the North Shore? Ooh, I think the most special thing about the North Shore is the level of surfing. It's the highest, it's the most intense, it's the, there's no easy day, there's no easy catching a wave. Everybody is super good, super fast. So if you come in here, you come in prepared, you're dealing with the top, and it's really like the best motivation anybody can look for. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think you've seen be the biggest change in the last five to ten years on the North Shore? Hmm. The biggest change. Like, is it the is it the people who are local to it? Is there more people moving here? Is it more accessible? Um, I mean, I'm just throwing stuff out there. What yeah. do you think that you? All noticed? I think is that it just it got more expensive. Oh, okay. It got more expensive. Um, it got really tough for the local people to find places to rent because there was a lot of vacation rentals. Okay, so a lot, of, a lot of the ones that used to be long-term rentals switched to vacation rentals. Yeah, Airbnbs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And I'm not a homeowner, so I don't, you know, like know as far as prices and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, the North Shore changes gradually. Mm-hmm. You know, like every place, it's the country. It's been fighting that the whole like development and so on. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that uh, we've been fighting it too much that it's coming back and biting us back in the ass, if I can say that. But how, how do you think that, like in what way? How I think that is that if you think about yourself, like your family, you live here, you have kids and stuff, you wanna go grocery shopping, you wanna go have different options. We only have one grocery store, monopolize the whole thing. There's no competition. Yeah. So there, whatever the price they put in there, we have to take it. Um, kids don't wanna have other different types of school different you know women that wants you know um little clinics things like that we don't have none of that and if you look as far as that population how many people Uh are here versus other towns that have a little shopping centers that have a little medical things and stuff like that Uh they're a lot smaller to the number here 
Do you think that it would be advantageous for there to be like a shopping center, let's say in like Pupake or something, like a bigger shopping center? I think it's, I know that a lot of people won't agree with my view. A lot That's of them, fine. especially here in a born and raised in North yeah. Shore. I, I look at it what really makes a community. Uh-huh. And I look, this community has a lot of, you know, potential, a lot of skills, a lot of pros, a lot of stars, and you know, uh-huh. a lot of people want to live healthy and, you know, young families or making money and so on. I think it's choking. We're choking ourselves without having a little bit of, you know, necessary stuff that a community needs. Yeah, so it's like, it's kind of like you're killing yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. And as far Well, no. I mean, there is a there is a first, an initial idea behind it is to preserve it to not make it like a new Waikiki. Yeah. I mean, if you would just leave it to that, it would have be, you know, Turtle Bay would have like thousands more rooms and, yeah. you know, people building, you know, hotels in Haleiwa and so on like yeah. that. Um, what I think is that we shouldn't be so extreme. I mean, uh, Haleiwa, this past year or so, got renovated. We have a lot of new shops and so on. Yeah, that kind of like mall-ish thing, yeah. which is nice. It's like, I mean, for someone like myself and my, my family, yeah. it's convenient. You go there, do a yeah. little shopping, eat a little. Well, guess what? For locals, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I never used to go to Haleiwa more than once a week or once every two weeks. Now I, there is something to do. I go, I eat, there's a little something to check out, something new, and it hasn't hurt nobody. So do you yeah. think, so it has serviced the local community as well? I definitely, oh, well, more jobs. Okay. You know, first of all, that's okay. the number one thing. And the second of all, that we have more options to go a different place to take out your girl to. You can't just take her to the same restaurant. Right. You know, there's also more competition, so the prices are better. Mm-hmm. The times are, you know, even like service is better. It's, you know, basically just raise the level a little bit where it's not this super, you know, rugged country style, whatever goes, kind of, you know, there's no other option, so you just have to deal with it kind of right. thing. Now to where like, you know, there's actually adequate service, you can go and expect something nice. Right. You know, and you can't, you know, hold the, you know, we call it a rope tight forever. You yeah. gotta release a little bit. Other communities are surpassing us now, like Kahuku, Laie. There's a lot more business there. There's a lot more people moving in there, there and doing mm-hmm. actually living long term. Yeah. You know, they have easier access to better prices, shopping, medical, schools, and stuff. Where, hello, here, how many surf the surf stars came out from? And then there's what one school? Yeah. I I I don't. I know a lot of people will disagree with me. Oh. I'm not born and raised here. Yeah. But I did make Hawaii my home. Mm-hmm. I'm not planning. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, hey, you know, give it a little bit. You know, if the people complain, it's like, oh, Foodland, Foodland playing monopoly on us. We don't have another, you know. Yeah. But nobody is allowing another anything like that. Right. If anything, what we have is community board where it has a lot of old people in it. Well, the people, they already live their life. They already have their homes. Their kids are probably already in college or already have kids on their yeah. own. They don't have a young person who just moved here or just got married. Right. Or, you know, got in a relationship and planning about having babies and maybe having a little business or something for their kids. There's nothing here. Right. Not even parks. Like, if you look about Hawaii, yeah. if any other places, there are parks. People go and picnic. Yeah. have a little barbecue and so on here there isn't it's true there is no parks and it's beautiful yeah. i think it's a waste 
What do you think, if you would describe the aloha spirit to someone else, what would you, in a one sentence, kind of say it is? Aloha, I think of uh, aloha spirit is, especially in this time, this world, where like, you know, wars, you know, racism and religion mm -hmm. and economy and politics. I think that the biggest part of Allah would be um, to 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 be able to absorb. What do you call it? To um, to accept. Not necessarily accept. Not accept to to embrace. Um, embrace maybe, but that's more. Uh, what do you call it? So like tolerate, tolerance. Tolerance. That's that's like I would say eighty percent now. Uh -huh. Because if you look at it, Hawaii, is people have been living here, moving in here from all over the places for a long time, three, four generations already. So it shouldn't be that like, oh, we want to stop from, you know, the people coming in and changing our life or anything like that. Right. It's already past that, you know. So it becomes like, you know, you, you absorb some of what the people bring with them because, you know, survive out of tourism. Right. You know, there is nothing else. You absorb it, but you also want to defend the culture, defend the lifestyle you you're here for. Right. If you're a go-getter, this and that, then you're gonna be in the middle of Waikiki or you know Honolulu, and right. rise you know buildings, making business all day, going fast and so right. on. If you're into like living as a hippie, you can be in a big island, living off the grid. Right. And if you're just a young couple, like I said, just want to have kids and raise a normal life, you can too. There is options here. I, I think, I honestly look at it, is that a million dollar house on the North Shore, uh -huh. it's, it's inconceivable for somebody like in my, you know, right, right. for me. So I look at it as bullshit already. Yeah. Straight fucking bullshit. Yeah. The board members, oof, they don't give a fuck. They already own so much land here. Yeah. They're, if anything, they're monopolizing shit so they can go their way. Right. You know? nobody cares it's the Hawaii it's expensive everybody wants part of it yeah. so anybody has the first hand in there they ain't letting go if anything they're just trying to make it last as long as they can can for them which is kind of in a weird way isn't that anti the Aloha spirit the okay so there is a such thing as they say there is a happy Hawaiian and an angry Hawaiian <laughs> right I'm neither I'm not Hawaiian right. I'm African <laughs> but um I asked my friends they would say I'm home because I've been here a long time yeah. and I'm really like you know. I always believe if you've been somewhere more than ten years, you're where you live. <laughs> you, you have to, right? That's how the New Yorker thing works. Like in New York, we have a yeah. rule: if you've paid taxes in New York for ten years, you're, you're a New, New Yorker. Yorker. Yeah, yeah. Just matter where you came from. So yeah, no. As far as that, um, there is uh, definitely Hawaii has a kind of uh, sad history. Of course, yeah. You know, and. Um, at the Hawaiians, a lot of local people, initially they're really, really nice people. Yeah. They're really like invite you and as far as like being, you know, friendly and so on and uh -huh. share with you, it doesn't matter what they have. Um, they're also, they're very sensitive to their um, natural resources and being like kind of depleted or kind of like stolen from them. Well, understandable, one hundred percent. I I I can, I actually respect that coming here yeah. like every season. Like, yeah. get it. Yeah, but I, as a, 
you know, I, I'm a, I came here from Morocco, you know. Right. I used to be a foreigner. I'm not now. You right. know, I'm a citizen for a long, like yeah. 15 years or so, and I live here. I know everybody, everybody knows me. I feel at home. Right. I really do. I agree with the, the local Hawaiian indigenous people as far as, you know, want to preserve and everything. And I agree about how, yes, welcome everybody with nice, good vibes, you know. Yeah. Give the benefit of the doubt. There's a small, small percentage of what we call the angry Hawaiian. Right. And I think nobody can be angry forever. Maybe right. it's a certain stage in their life based on whatever they're dealing with. Or a certain education that they got, you know, or, you know, the community they grew up in with the type of family, what kind of issues they were dealing with. You can find, like, a lot of people who were, you know, their grandparents gave them, passed them the house of their parents, and they got the house, and now the taxes are so high, they even kind of keep it, you know what I mean? So they're kind of like, oh, the white man took our house, you right. know what I mean? The Howley style, the right. Howley rules, you know what right. I mean? Um... Nobody can be bitter forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes, and when it comes to surfing, you would see that a lot more than any other sports because there are these kind of like gray lines, rules in surfing. Right. The whole priority thing, you know. Right. When it comes to surfing, you're in a place, there is this whole local has more priority than you because I'm from here. Kind right. Of thing, you know. I... Honestly, I never liked that. I never liked that. Even when I was in Morocco and I was that mm-hmm. that top guy in the lineup and, you know, I never liked it. I always thought it was um, unethical. I thought it was basically just no honor in it. You know, there is this system that we all agree on. Agreed on. Why does he have to chase this, this person's residency or skin color or... You know? Right. I think surfing is something that's beautiful, it's pure, and there is this super simple ground rules that's been laid out. I think the more we follow them, the better. Mm-hmm. And it comes down to even to girls, kids, and older guys, or ladies. Oh. If you used to be young, and you used to surf this super good spot, that it takes a shortboard and fast, and you need to get going and get, get out of the way, and you became the super old guy that can't go that fast, then bro, you gotta stop going to that big, you know, you gotta <laughs> stop going on a small shortboard and expect people to stop for you. Yeah. It's not fair. This yeah. is nature. Yeah. You're part of nature. You're not as fast as you used to be. Yeah. So don't ruin it for everybody else, just for that old man to be able to go and do what he wants to do, what he was supposed to be able to do it 20 years ago. Yeah. Same for kids. It's not respectful, it's not fair to go out to the spot and expect older people to stop for you because you're a kid. And you're then, faster, whatever it is. Or yes, or like, oh, and, and the needs, you gotta worry about my safety. Yeah. Or for girls to so just take off, you know. No, surfing is honest. Surfing is that if you got the skills, you got the skills. If you don't, you fucking don't. Yeah. And you don't come and you say like, oh no, because I'm a gender, or because of I'm this race, or because... I'm from here, I get to have the wave and don't bother me for it. To me, that kills the pureness in surfing. It fucks it all up for me. It fucks it all up. I would not be bothered with somebody trying to catch my wave or anything, 
but I would see that happen mm-hmm. and it would just ruin my session yeah. and I don't even want to be there and right. it kind of turns me to almost like against all of that stuff right my honest opinion no, I no. did I did contests for a long time yeah and when it comes to contests it's fair yeah, yeah it's priority or whoever is deeper or yeah. whatever when it comes to free surfing don't bring the bullshit yeah leave don't it, bring leave, that, yeah. yeah leave it pure yeah if you don't have the honor to catch your own wave or you don't have the respect to get away from the person's wave get out of the way so they can have this nice wave we want them to stop for you for it so the, you don't get hurt or something yeah. that's just ruining it that's just bringing like you know childish bullish attitudes from the land into this ocean which doesn't make any sense yeah what's your name and uh, what do you do out here uh, my name is Spencer uh, Rob I serve at Rajmitai and um, other than that, I pretty much just cruise in between Wailua and Kuku. <laughs> nice. Um, how long have you, where are you originally from? Originally, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. Oh, you are? Yeah. My wife's from uh, Cleveland. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, how long ago did you move here? Uh, about three years ago. Over three years. Three years ago? Yeah. Okay, and what brought you here? Um, quite a lot of things brought me here. Um, I think that question's pretty loaded because you hear where I'm from. Yeah. And then you see where I moved to, and it's. Yeah. Not too comparable. I mean, for, it depends what you're looking for, but I mean, this was what I was looking for. I was looking for um, kind of an escape from Western culture without, you know, completely cutting off from it. Um, and I love the ocean, so I couldn't think of a better place in the United States than Hawaii. Yeah, so. so, so was it a move directly from there to here? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it was quite a big move. We actually didn't have a place. I moved out here with my ex. Um, we actually didn't have a place until like three weeks until we moved here. Um, renting on Hawaii is like, it's ridiculous. You know, a lot of places on the mainland, like you sign leases like six months to a year out. Yeah. Um, in Hawaii, it's like three weeks. Uh, really? Three, yeah. It's, it's um, like when we started calling in May, we moved out here in uh, August. When we started calling in May, most places just kind of laughed at us. They're like, oh, if you're looking for a place in August, then like look at that in July. Um, wow. Yeah. So. That definitely stresses you out on a huge move. You know what I mean? And you're moving 4,000 miles away and still is kind of up in the air, but we got really blessed with our first place. Um, lived in this immaculate neighborhood on the south side called uh, Hawaii Little Ridge. Uh-huh. Um, just an unbelievable, beautiful place. We had no idea where we were moving into, but ended up being like the nicest neighborhood in Oilo, So Oh, nice. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty ridiculous. And then you came, and then you came to here. the North Shore. Yeah. So where in the North Shore do you live? I live in I live like I live in Kuku. Oh, you live in Kuku. Yeah, Kuku. I live in Kuku. So Sunset Beach is like the home beach. You know what I mean? That's yeah, yeah. like that's where I frequent. That's where all my friends live and everything like that. So. Yeah. And uh, so, what for you is kind of the most magical thing about the North Shore? I would say it's um that the North Shore and everyone who occupies its ability to forget about everyone else in the world. Um, one thing you kind of know when you when you live here and you move up here is that uh, you get really consumed in it real fast because nothing matters from Wailua to Kuku. That's the only thing that matters. Like everything else does not matter. Huh. What's going on in politics doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, sports matter, but what's going on in the mainland, no one cares about. What's going on in town, no one cares about. Everyone wow. hangs out with everyone. They live on the North Shore, so that's probably like what's been the most intriguing thing of me. In the, like living here is that uh, the North Shore is these people's entire lives. So it's like a world onto itself. Yeah, 100%. Um, from the culture to the people that are born and bred here, uh, to the waves that are here, to everything that goes on here, yeah, it's there's pretty much nowhere else like the North Shore in my opinion. 
And now, do you think, like, you know, you coming from someplace else, how was that transition period into, like... Oh, you're still a squid. You yeah. know, you're still going to be a holly until, like, you know, you die. Like, that's not going to change. Like, you know, one thing I noticed, you know, I hang out with a bunch of, you know, people that born and raised here. Um, you know, these, these guys have known each other for 20, 25, you know, years. They, they know each other's families, you know, everything. You know, and everyone's inviting, but... You know, you still have to know your place. That's this. This is definitely um, a spot in the world where you gotta earn, you know, your respect and you know, people to really kind of uh, let you in. You know, uh-huh. yeah. It's it's not just like a right off the bat thing, which is good. I mean, I think that's fair. I mean, I mean, most people from that I know, like Kenny and myself, like being from Brooklyn and stuff. That's how it was there. Yeah, hundred percent. There's no fucking difference. So yeah. I I always found that like endearing about her. That's why when my wife and I wanted to make a move here a couple yeah. of years ago, we're like. It's like back home, and, and that's it is. It's wild how it, it, I don't know how to explain it, but like it's such an adaptable place. I don't like everyone. Just like I've never seen more people who are more adapted with like this environment, like anywhere. Like the kids that have that I know that grew up here, like I don't know how to explain it, but they're just one of a kind people. You know what I mean? Like you can't. I don't think you can kind of breed the same mentality and the same type of you know people that are bred up here on the North Shore almost anywhere in the world huh. these kids are, that I see are fearless too yeah like seven-year-olds just you know doing stuff that you know parents you know back in like you know a nice suburban community in mainland America would freak out you yeah. know their seven-year-old doing something like that but you know and it doesn't seem like parents are stressed about that either like they're kind of like okay my kids gonna be fine um, what since you've been here what is the biggest change you've seen um, honestly, it's, it's, I would say the, the congestion on the North Shore, um, not having been here, you know, long enough to see a full scale, like, you know, change, still kind of, you know, all still new to me, but I would definitely say in the past couple of years, the congestion has gotten severely worse, and I think that, you know, with, with tourism kind of, you know, over the past 30 years, creeping its way up to the North Shore that it, you know, causes really bad congestion for uh, these one-way uh, roads up on the North Shore, these country roads. So that's probably my biggest change I've noticed is traffic has gotten a lot worse. So like, you know, going from Kahuku to here, I mean, that's like it's one end miss. to the end. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a hit or miss. I mean, there are days that, and that's what I mean, like some days it can take me 30 minutes to get to work, like today, there are other days it'll take me two hours and 15 minutes, you know? Shit. <laughs> and so you have to prepare for that, but like, and that's definitely one of the things that, you know, comes with living on the North Shore, like, you have to accept that some of these popular beaches, like, some days they're going to be bumper-to-bumper traffic, yeah. you know? So you almost have to, in a way, like, just look at the surf report, not even for surfing, to be like, okay. And it's a lot of times, too, like, you know, it, there are definitely hot spot times, like, you know, um, it's like an hour, hour and 15-minute drive from Waikiki, so a lot of the tourists don't usually get up here until about noon, so oh, okay. it's about noon to four, noon to five is like the really bad times and then when it gets close to sundown they try to leave the north shore because um, they got their sunset picture and they're done yeah. they want to hit they want to beat the traffic and stuff like that um so it, it just gets really congested by those times i mean it, it's wild how a difference of two hours can make like I, i've seen it driving into work and picking up a check and getting something to eat and it you know it's backed up will look like an hour and a half and then by the time i go back home there's nobody there's no cars huh. just empty roads so yeah, that, that's probably like the only you'll notice. I've just a lot more tourists up here. 
Which may, I mean, it's kind of par for the yeah. course. It's Hawaii. Now, uh, last thing, is there anything that you miss from back home in the mainland that you wish you had here? Oh, just my family, but nothing really else. Um, I do miss, like, I do miss, like, the street grid culture. Like, I was really into it in Columbus and, like, you being from Brooklyn, you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. And, like, you know, Hawaii's got some of it, but it's just a different mentality out here. Like, you know, most people wear board shorts and no shorts. Yeah. I mean, no shirts and bikinis, you know, so you kind of lose that edgy kind of, like, individuality that you'll get more in a city. Um, that's maybe the only thing I miss, but everyone's mentality out here, the way what people worry about. It, it, that's you know, I think that's more of the ideal mentality that most humans need to have. Do you think it's because, like you were talking about that, like what people wear out here? Do you think it's more homogeneous? Like it's kind of like you look out there and it's like, hey, it's everyone kind of looks the same. Uh, in a sense, um, in a sense, because everyone's kind of doing the same thing. You know what I mean? Like that's and that's a difference that you, you know, from a North Shore compared to like a North Shore, a big city. You know, in a city, you're gonna have hundreds of outlets. Right. You know what I mean? You're going to really be able to kind of do anything you want to do. When you're born and bred up here on the North Shore, like, you surf. You know what yeah. I mean? You hit shore breaks, you surf, you maybe skate, you go hunt, you go hike. I mean, that's what you do, you know? And so with that comes board shorts, no shirt, surfboards. You know yeah. what I mean? So in a way, yeah, you do have people kind of always looking the same, but definitely a lot of individuals out here, which is which is cool. Everyone, you know, I don't know, it's just... Everyone brings their own because everyone's different culture, you know. It's a lot of a lot of mixes and lots up yeah. here, and everyone brings that in, uh, into their groups, and it's nice to kind of get that uh, variety, you know. Well, I hope you guys dug that little take on the North Shore by some of the people that live there, work there, enjoy there, love there, and uh, respect the culture there. I think there's a little bit, a uh, little bit interesting tidbits to take from each person and their own viewpoint on it. Um, but mostly it just sounds like it's just gotten crowded. And uh, I've seen it in the last five seasons that I've gone there. Um, and I think that's going to be par for the course. But I think the beauty of the North Shore is that the locals will make sure that it never gets too crowded. You know, Ash brought up the thing that, you know, they're kind of um, kicking themselves in the butt, if you will. But I think it's a good thing. I think, you know, the, the land trust that's out there is doing a great job. Uh, granted, it's self-serving for Turtle Bay because there will never be another hotel up there. But look, if that's the deal that has to be there, that's the deal that has to be there. Uh, Turtle Bay is someplace that we, you know, spend probably about 40% of our time there at uh, staying there. Uh, it's usually the back end of our trips. But, you know, it does service the local community as well, as much as people don't want to admit it, you know. People go and eat there. Uh, Lele's is a more of a locals restaurant than a hotel guest restaurant. Uh, it also employs a lot of people. And I think that's really great because, you know, there's not a zillion jobs out there, you know, on the North Shore because there's not a zillion businesses. Um, but in general, I don't think it's going to ever get too popu populated. I think you're going to have this traffic that they talk about where it's like, you know, it's a small road. You know, it's this one, one lane one way, one lane the other way kind of uh vein that goes through there so there's nothing really you can do about that that's just the nature of the infrastructure that's there but you know the thing that a lot of people are worried about and joel had brought it up in a previous episode is that there's some land that's being sold for commercial development that's on the way to Haleiwa. so i don't think you're going to really get on the north shore itself first of all there's not enough land to do it i think you're going to get pushes towards the north shore and that might crowd the daily traffic. You know, people wanting to go to the beaches. There's not going to be any parking spots and that kind of thing. 
but you know, the best thing that we could do was just kind of enjoy it for what it is now. You know, I th I'm very hopeful for when we move there in the next couple of years that it might be a little bit more traffic, but it's going to not get too crazy. Um, so that's sort of my take on it. And again, these are just three people's views. You know, these are not views of people who are generational who've lived there, who I'd love to get on here. Um, one of the people that I, that I do have on here that's native born and semi-generational uh, is going to be on the podcast next week, which is Rosie Jeffers, who is a logger. Um, and that's a little sneak peek of what we're coming up with on next week. But let's do a little housekeeping. This is the Bodega Border Crew podcast, volume 20. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check us out on Podbean and our main page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com. We have track listings, links we're talking about, uh, things that we're, people that we're talking with, links to them, uh, and that kind of stuff. But, you know, right now we've kind of gone from this John Coltrane vibe that I've been digging into some uh, jazzy hip hop that I hope you guys enjoy. And then I'll check in with you guys a little bit later to take us out. Peace. <laughs>
let loose for the hour. I chose the black power, extra fly joy for mocha to yellow paper. And you know I don't delay. Together with my honey like silk and so we grow and take you back to like afros. And no quitting or getting jumped by the system. It's all day, all play, got verbs and such. And cuts and crew, no blue eyes to emulate. Some straight, but yeah, we straight up for Exactly who in the joint? Hot spots, city streets, lost spots and jeeps. As a flower, I'm Nile. Rivers are style. Fresh kick. Yeah, stories complete. Fresh kick. Rolling on the New York streets with them no pork beats. At the parliaments, sevens up, see no steel, no equal, but the sun and that's funky. On the plans with hooks, burn musk, wear cush, it's flat bush. Hear the mentors instrumental, cause it's ash to dust. I like your hit like deep, keep fam tight, tight. Keep the vocal strictly any joint, a strike. Let me fly. He's back the G's back with the R. Sun is in the clouds on loud. I got raised by the dim street lights of four cities. My heroes died in prison. George Jackson, action. She's butterfly and I'm cool iron and I rock snow low unless it's scrambler. Got in me and my honey. Be like Bobby and Erica, me and my mothers will hurt you full of rotten pie. One love, gun love, come free the land with us. Pigs they cannot shoot this brush and creamy lavish nuts. Before I pop, I'd rather die in baggy gas and Tim's. And I put that on the BK, L-Y-N, and that's from Stunning you miss, I must beseech ya. Mm -hmm. Hey, 
authority. Ain't no need to question the authority. You gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, you gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, I said you gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, you gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, I said you gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, you gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, I said you gotta put me on. Benita Applebaum, you gotta put me on. Benita, Benita, Benita. 
Causes vessels to circulate Like constellations reflect at night off the lake Word to the Father and Mother Earth Seeking everlasting life through this hell for what it's worth Look, listen and observe And watch another sea cycle pulling my peeps to the curb Heed the words, it's like ghetto style proverbs The righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve Cannot afford to be confined to a cell Brainwaves swell, turning a desert to a well Experience the best teacher Thoughts will spray like street sweepers Little daddy street preacher Illustrious feature Narrator you select Accompanied by deck Plus the DJ you respect The seven and a half combined Over the front line The ten percenters Promoting slander in the airtime Bear in mind Jewels be the tools of the trade Sharp blades Heavenly praise And dues are paid Above the crowds Above the clouds Where the sounds are original Infinite skills create miracles Warrior spiritual Above the clouds Raining down, holding it down. Yeah, I leave scientists mentally scarred. Triple extra large, wild like rock stars who smash guitars. Poison bars from the guards, bust holes in your mirage. Catch a charge, shake them down like the riot squad. Invade your zone, ruin like ancient Rome. I span the universe and return the earth to claim my throne. The maker, owner, plus soul controller. Ayatollah, rest in the sky, the clouds my sofa. Stand like colossus, regardless to whom or what. Numerous attempts in my life. So who to trust? Who but us? To supply her with the fire, the burning truth. 150 absolute proof on the mic, like Moses spoke in Golden Squad. Survivor of the oldest tribe whose soldiers died. I know the five families, we shed tears and mourn. But our hands are on the ammo, cause the battle's still on. Sound the horn. We come rumbling through the function. Precise laser beam technique to touch something. When we die hard, they build a monument to honor us with. Humongous effect in the world, we could've conquered it. Above the crowds, above the clouds, where the sounds are original. Infinite skills create miracles. Warrior spiritual. Above the clouds, raining down, holding it down. Above the crowds, above the clouds, where the sounds are original. Infinite skills create miracles. Warrior spiritual. Above the clouds, raining down, holding it down. Welcome back to the Bodega Board Crew Podcast, Volume 20. Hope you've been digging the tracks, uh, mixing in a little uh, Souls of Mischief, uh, a little, um, actually a, a kind of random song that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, that was done for the Judgment Night soundtrack with Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill. Uh, if you get a chance, check out that soundtrack. It came out in like, I think it's like 93, 94, um, for some random movie that they paired uh, rap groups with uh, rock groups to do a bunch of songs. It's There's some good songs on it, there's some bad songs on it, but that's one of the better ones that I love. 
Uh, let's do a little housekeeping. Uh, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Make sure to check us out on Instagram at Bodega Border Crew. Make sure to check out our page, bodegabordercrew.podbean.com, where we have track listings and we have links to things we're talking about. Uh, make sure to check out our store, bodegabordercrewstore.com. Uh, we still have a couple of t-shirts left. We have some new hats up on there that you should check out. Uh, we're going to start putting sticker packs up there uh, for everyone to buy. Uh, just because it's a little bit of a pain in the ass just to send them out. And uh, yeah, make sure you check that stuff out. I hope you enjoyed this Ode to the North Shore. I know it's not complete, and I'm going to have to end it a little bit on a sad note. Uh, While we were recording this episode, there was a tragedy that happened on North Shore that affected a lot of people. Um, Somebody was uh, was killed uh, brutally in a house, um, and their daughter was tied up in the closet. And I don't want to go into details because it's really rough, but, um, you know, our heart goes out to the Emery family, uh, that lost a mother, uh, a sister-in-law, a wife, a friend, uh, the community lost someone really, really big, uh, that touched a lot of people's lives. And, you know, it puts a real dark cloud upon the North shore because it's, it always felt like the safest place in the world. And I think now it's going to feel a little bit different moving forward. And, you know, the one thing is I have to say that really impressed me and shows really the real character of the North shore is the second, uh, news started coming out about the suspects and what car they had stolen to drive away. It spread like wildfire on social media. And I think it actually helped apprehend the people before they were able to get away. Uh, thanks to the Dahui. Uh, crew for spreading the word and everyone picked up on it, including us and Kelly Slater and every surfer and it, and person on the North Shore and it just shows that the love and the camaraderie and the respect that people have out there when something bad happens again you know our condolences and heart goes out um, we are posting a link to their GoFundMe page to help out with anything they need um, please just give I mean I think it's this poor girl lost her mom and uh this man lost her his his wife and the community lost a, a, an angel you know and i think if you can give ten dollars give whatever you can um if you've ever visited the north shore it's the least you can do if you ever plan on visiting the north shore it's something you could do to help immediately um so i hate to end on a sour note like that but i kind of kind of have to and uh want to just spread the word on that Next week, we'll be back with uh, more North Shore. Uh, Rosie uh, Jeffers did an interview with us, sat down with us. It was really fun to talk to her about growing up in Pubakea, logging on the North Shore, which there aren't a lot of loggers, um, uh, teaching surfing with buttons. Uh, if you guys don't know who buttons are, is, I suggest you Google and YouTube, uh, probably one of my favorite surfers ever. Um, so it was interesting hearing the stories and an interesting story about her house and Jerry Lopez. So make sure to check in, uh, back next week for that. But again, this is the Bodega Border Crew podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for my little rant on the North shore place. I love place one day that I will call home, uh, hopefully soon a place that I hope that my daughter learns how to surf <laughs> for her first time. She loves going in the water there. My wife loves surfing there. I love surfing there. We love the people. I want to thank 
in general, everybody on the North Shore who always welcomes us uh, with open arms, and it's like we've never missed a day. I think that's another thing that makes it very special for us is that, you know, it just feels like home. You know, I don't know any other way to explain it. So this episode is just a little taste of that. The next couple of episodes really delve into it with uh, people we met and their take on it. So Rosie's next week and we have some other people lined up that we did interviews with. Um, but I'm going to end this, you know, with our classic lines. Uh, there's no need to bust a craze on a wave. Uh, the world's a bigger place than you think. Uh, catching a wave in front of someone else or if someone else snakes you is such a minor thing in this world. We're privileged to be able to go in the water. We're privileged to be alive. We're privileged to have family, friends, and people that care about us that we care about. So just remember when you're out there, there's no need to get aggro. Smile. Make friends. It's always nice. It's going to make the experience so much more. So with that, I'm going to kind of leave it on the down note um, with a couple of tracks, and I'll check in with you guys next week. Peace. Don't get mad Cause it ain't that bad
What's up with that money, y'all? See my bigger cousin was home. Somebody really wrong. Everybody wanna Just test the stuff. Give me sneezes to the easy to fall. You know I be sitting in cause he intended no nigga didn't win the league. Wanna come again, again and again. Tell me what you gonna do. Can somebody, anybody tell me why? Can somebody, anybody tell me why?